Glory to God forever and ever. Amen. Jesus is alive. Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, we give You this time. We, We give ourselves to You. I pray for those listening. Reveal Yourself to them. Amen. The anointing is the the tangible presence of Jesus Christ. And it's it's the most valuable substance in the universe by far. In fact, that's really just an earthly way to explain it. It's the presence of God, the presence of Jesus Christ, the anointing. And there are deep mysteries surrounding the anointing eternal mysteries but it's also simple this anointing it's the presence of Jesus he's the most glorious <clears throat> most beautiful being in the universe and and <clears throat> man was the chief end of man is to know god and man was born to fellowship with him fellowship with God Almighty, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> that fellowship is what Jesus, Jesus referred to as the treasure buried in the field in that parable. <clears throat> this series is called The Glory of the Lord. This is the Lord, the Lord Jesus Himself in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I, I keep going back to this because this is the answer. You know, this glorious presence of Jesus Christ that that when, oh, so glorious, so wonderful, and merciful, and gracious, and giving, and, and slow to anger, abounding in goodness. This is the Lord God Almighty his attributes, you know, they're all contained within knowing him within his glory, the glory of God. We can't put it into human put him into human words. And so you know, I want to build hunger in people. Sometimes we we get as I've mentioned before, we get distracted, we do other things, we 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 might even if we're in ministry, we get busy doing ministry, but we don't focus on Him. Um, we we uh, we might even we're often we're trying to do good things. You know, we might search and search the scriptures and study them, and and that's good. But the greatest thing is knowing Him and His presence. And that's between one person. That what a privilege that one person can go directly to God, and have that something that can never be taken from them. That's the greatest thing. Someone who receives Jesus, if they don't hear the gospel, they just receive God. That's the greatest thing they could ever do. They've entered the first phase of the four phases of knowing Him. That's the great. They have they they have the anointing within them. They don't realize it, likely. And in fact, in that first few weeks and months and even year, 
not, they won't feel any different. They won't until they get born of the Holy Spirit. That's the second phase. And that's when Jesus said, unless a man's born of water and the Spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of God, which is basically their, their spirit person is, has now been born of the Holy Spirit and they can see the, the glory of God. It's like, wow, now, okay, now I understand. It's about Him and His presence and glory. What a privilege. His power, His might, His all the things that contained within that that are beyond comprehension, that for all eternity we will be experiencing Him. And, and knowing Him and learning from Him for all eternity. You think about a hundred, hundred thousand years on the earth would just be the beginning. Here's an example. The angels around the throne of God continually say, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. You know, they've been there we don't know how long. In human time, more than likely, billions upon billions of years. In fact, we don't know how long they've been there. It could be eternity past. In fact, it, it likely is. And they continually are saying, Holy, Holy, Holy. A great man of God explains that holy, that word captures the totality of all that God is. Um, and contained within that is you know, His mercy, His love, His graciousness, His, His giving nature, but also the other side, you know, His justice and His, even His wrath. So, that, these are very, very serious things and I, 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 you know, I come in humility in presenting them. You know, the first thing is, what a privilege to, just to know Him. What a privilege to be able to, to, to Ryan Arbonke said it once, what a privilege to belong to Jesus Christ. What a, just so glorious, so wonderful, you know. And he said also, anyone who says, rejects Jesus falls into the bottomless pit because there's nothing. Well, this message I want to present, well, I want to present in love and in, and in again, humility. I mean, what a, you know, what a privilege to, to be able to serve the Lord. To, to, um, but the greatest privilege just to know Him. To, to, to realize it's an eternal revelation. The angels, there for eternity past, likely. And they're still seeing. They're just in awe of His glory. And so that glory... Here's the summary, a practical summary. Let's be practical. The four phases. First phase, born again. Second phase, infilling of the Holy Spirit. That's being born of water in the Spirit. Third phase is what we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's when Jesus said, out of His... Uh, uh, he who drinks this living water, the water shall become a, a fountain of water springing up to everlasting life. He used the metaphors for this. Just like He did our great Master 
used parables, spoke in parables, and in allegories too. And in with with the four phases, he used metaphors. What's a metaphor? It's a comparison. He used water for those the final three phases. So that's the third phase. Spring up to everlasting life. The fourth phase. Out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. That's the anointing. But but again, someone, you know, these are very, very serious things. Someone has to pay the price to go into the subsequent phases. He's God Almighty. We must pay the price. We must... Um, and, and a big part of it is, is that broken and contrite spirit. And just, continue, you know, daily repentance. Here's something fascinating. Ezekiel 47, recommended reading, the first ten verses, speak of the temple and water flowing first from under the threshold and then going out. Uh, it's, a, it's a really great story. It's a picture of the anointing. And so the temple, this was God's temple, uh, and it flows out towards the sun. It goes to the Dead Sea. It gets deeper as it gets... All of this has eternal meaning. Maybe my next teaching will just speak about some of those things. But I don't want us to get bogged down with, with, with teachings. It's, the, it's meeting Him. Even in our daily walk with Him. It's just seeking Him with our whole heart, waiting on the Lord. Psalm says, I wait on the Lord all day long. And then He will touch us and then we'll, we'll realize, oh, this is the answer. The presence of Jesus. And it's unspeakable revelation and mysteries that we we can do what Jesus did. We can do all the things Jesus did. In fact, Jesus said, He who believes in Me, the works that I do, He shall do also. He will do even greater things than these. How do we do those things? Through the anointing. Just continue on with Jesus. Just go deeper with Him. Seek Him with your whole heart. That's the first commandment. It's also famous Scripture in Jeremiah. Just, just go on with Him. Just continue, you know, and continue in fellowship at a, at a church with uh, believer, you know, hopefully, preferably a Spirit-filled church, but be in fellowship in church, be in right standing with all people. Glory to God. But in Ezekiel 47, again, it's the Holy Spirit will reveal all these things to us. But here's the, one of the deep meanings of that passage. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. And the water first flows. That's the Holy Spirit flowing from under the threshold. That's from a broken and contrite spirit, from a lowly heart. From That's what is a key. Okay, And then it gets deeper as it gets near the Red Sea because it when we're near the lost, the anointing is deeper because God wants to save people. Also, the water flows out. Why? Because God is always giving. He's always blessing. He's always giving. He's gracious. In fact, when Jesus spoke in Luke 4 and He quoted Isaiah, seven things about the anointing. 
at least seven, probably more, but if you list them specifically, seven things. The first one is, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, number one, because He has anointed me. Number two, to preach the gospel, the good news to the poor. And then go down the list. It's healing and healing for the brokenhearted, recovery of sight for the blind. Um, every one of them is helping people. <laughs> Amen. Blessing people. I mean, in their greatest needs. That first one, the greatest need is salvation. <laughs> but then the next uh, down the list, every one of them helping people in great need. Amen. That's what our great God does. He, he goes to those in need. That's what we see that in Jesus' ministry as a man. Everything He did, it was to those in great need. In fact, um, to those who, who didn't have needs, He didn't deal with them. In fact, He spoke against them. because, But He went to the, just continually. You know, many of these people were in desperate need. That's what God does. That, Amen. Amen. And so, uh, practical thing, if you're in ministry, I think what we need to do is, of course, find the needs and go there. Um, the greater the need, the greater the anointing, likely. Let me add this. There are, I believe there's 28 specific healings that are in the Gospels that Jesus did. 28, Jesus healed 28 specific people. Okay, but... Remember, in numerous places, it says He healed all of them. Numerous places. So we really don't know how many people He healed. We don't know. I mean, some of them, I mean, it's, it's, that's fascinating because it, um, the anointing. That's how that's how we can can even begin and know and walk with God and know Him. The anointing. Every First John says every person has the anointing within them. And so, basically, again, a practical explanation. It's up to a person what they do with that. Okay, God's not going to make them go deeper. They can do. Uh, it's it's a deep mystery. That, that God lets man go, basically. I mean, man has a full free will. He cannot make... I mean, to think... I'll finish up with this. This is a, a great mystery. God wants to save everyone. It's not His will that any perish and end up in hell. And in but He can't make them receive Him. He's done everything He can do. He sent His Son to die for the world. He's given the Holy Spirit to, the, to every person. Key word there is given. He's given and He's offering Him. In fact, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus Christ, the Spirit of the Father. And Jesus is knocking on the door of their hearts. The Holy Spirit is convicting them. When someone does something wrong, you know, if they steal 
and they realize, you know, that really was not the right thing to do, but I, I, I'll go ahead and do it. That's the Holy Spirit convicting them. This deep mystery, God can't make them receive Him. And Jesus even told a man of God in heaven, said, that day, a day is coming when, when I'll have to wipe the tears away from my own eyes because of all those people that I will have to say no to who will not be allowed into heaven. So these are serious things. But how can we do the works of God? How can we win the lost? It's just believing in Him. You know, it's through the anointing. They asked Jesus, how can we work the works of God? He said, this is the work of God, that you believe on Him whom He sent. Believe and rely on Jesus and that precious, priceless anointing that He gives us, which is Him. It's, it's, it's literally Him. Amen.